The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Uh, also next week, we get another appearance by our buddy Blake on the Whiskey Reel Network. Nice. Yeah. It was cool really beans. Good. It was good to see him. Yeah. I was in the green room listening to you guys talk for I know. 40 minutes. And I know uh, you normally great. want sliced mango and some kiwi fruit. Dude, I mean. Evian water. At this point, I'd take fucking, you um, know. Is this Fiji? Water? No, no. I asked for Evian. Dude, at this point, it would be a fucking half a Pabst and a chewed up cigar. Well, That's, that would I be have it. a kombucha and um, some, what are these, on nicotine patches. That's all I on. can really come up with. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's quite the haul. By the way, I'm more addicted to these than I am than cigarettes? to cigarettes. Are those literal patches? No, they. Or you sit, put them in your mouth. You sit, yeah. They sit in your cheek. Okay. And they dissolve the skin on your gums. Well, yeah, they're nicotine. That's what it does. And they're salt. So, like, I guess it's like salt-soaked nicotine. Ew, boy, and that doesn't dude. sound really good. It and, sounds a little counterproductive, and it's eating also, away the mucus lining of your mouth. Definitely. Okay. And that's probably cool. my stomach lining, and probably my intestines. I. I Is it yeah. weird when you don't poop? Like within three weeks? Yeah. Is that a... That's, that's, that's like fucking Luis on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> you gotta... You get your bi-weekly shit, you know? Uh, but, but uh, no, I tried those Zeers. Yeah, um, yeah. I tried... I tried to do... Because, you know, like with everything, when you're trying to kick something, you start at the top level and you wean yourself down to a lower dosage. I tried that top level of Zeers and... Um, I thought it was me. I almost threw up every time I used one. Yeah. Like, they were extremely difficult on my stomach. Like, yeah. And I got an iron stomach, man. And those literally made me nauseous every time I used them. Yeah. Yeah. I get a, like, heartburny kind of... Um, oh, is that, like yeah. acid Oh, reflux. I got that, too. But yeah. I also got nauseous. So yeah. I got the oh, full... You got everything. ...cornucopia of dog shit <laughs> that arises from... And by Zer. the way, I'm not weaning off anything... In fact, I just keep going higher dose after But I thought that four MIGs is pretty... Dose. This is mid-level. Oh, it's mid. Yeah. Super it's mid, Super dude. mid, bro. That's what the kids are saying about super, everything. Super mid. They say about everything. Super mid. Um, just, that's how everybody looks, mid. Yeah. You just look mid. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's so rowdy. Uh, dude, fuck. Yeah, you go on Twitter or something. It's just like, oh, Tyreek Hill's going to get 2,000 yards this year. He's mid, bro. He's mid. He's mid. I did hear, did you hear the newest news? <laughs> just to throw a quick NFL shot in there. It doesn't affect either one of us. It's just interesting. Guess where uh, the newest Dallas Cowboy 
Trey Lance. Oh, Trey Lance. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, I think, well, the Niners well, had Niners had to dump them. They were stuck. for him. You know they what I stu- mean? They were stuck. Yeah. They, they were, they're, they're such a shit show over there. They had that backup quarterback Pretty. last year that, uh, no, I mean the Cowboys. Oh. Um, that came in when Dak got hurt and he played really well. Oh, like, yeah. That guy. Really good backup quarterback. Yeah, but I think. So I think he's going from third string to third string. I heard, it is rumored, uh, I heard that uh, Trey Lance has less, um, uh, he has less throws in his yes. high school, college, and pro career. 500, I think, and total. Then, and then, um, what's his name, had that in, oh, uh, uh, Joe Burrow had that in his first year in the NFL. Easily. So he hasn't thrown in his entire life as a child, young adult, or adult as much as one quarterback has one in one season in the NFL. One season, and you pick him third overall, you're tied to him. Nobody still knows what he can do. Well, Brock Purdy was like a five-year uh, redshirt guy. Like he he threw. Yeah, but, but he wasn't drafted third overall. No, no. He was... <laughs> I mean, when you're drafted third overall, people expect some shit from you. As a Miami Dolphin fan. <laughs> My favorite part of the 49ers whiffing and when they drafted Trey Lance is the fact that Miami was the recipient of two first-round picks. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, yeah. ultimately three first-round picks. Right. One of which became Jalen Waddell. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. The other which be turned into Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Pretty good. That you spun into that. The yeah. third turned into Bradley Chubb. Who pretty, We'll see. We'll see what happens. But... That's a Either way, haul. We're talking NFL, but for a real, guy that just got turned into. I want to ask you too pick. about the potentiality of landing uh, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, for Miami? Yeah, I think it's high. Um, I think it's high too. I think it's high. Um, right now, I think I, they I, put in an offer; it got rejected. Yeah, but he's gonna he's gonna see what he can get. Trust me. What I will say this, and this is just me being a fucking Miami Dolphin fan, probably. Yeah, you're a stan. I mean, but, but that's what you do when you're a fan. Knowing what we saw from that offense last year, I don't think the NFL needs Jonathan Taylor on that offense because that guy is runs a four two, yeah. get up his ass. No, it'll be interesting, but it still hinges on one guy, and we know who that guy is. So either way, we do. Either way, it doesn't but matter. Doesn't matter. He's taking jujitsu. He's going to be fine. Oh yeah, that definitely hardens your skull. He should have went to. I heard that hardens your skull. He should have went to Europe last year to get his fontanelle closed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he should have got some aggressive Mangala type hybrid <laughs> injected with fucking armadillo DNA surgery or whatever those rich people do. Rich um, people do things. He's got a new helmet. Great. He's learning how to fall. Sweet. He definitely put on like 15 pounds. Yeah. Like he looks yeah. stronger or yeah. whatever. No, he's dude. Not a, but he's not a big dude. I wish the best for the kid. He's, he's had, not a big dude. He's, he's, he just, it is what it is. And you know what? Sometimes, just like with boxing, um, some guys just, they're easy. You hit them and they go to sleep. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. just a genetic thing. It has nothing to do with him it's or how strong true. he is. It's just a genetic quirk. Some yeah. people are built to get hit. Some people aren't. Yeah. Most people aren't. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, he's one of those say, kids that's easy to root for, but also apparently easy to fucking despise for some reason. Even though he's just I, kind I of just, a nice kid. I, it's hard because I think, especially with the NFL fans, it's get up, you pussy. 
Um, right. There's that mentality of rub some dirt on it, get back in there. So fans get very tired of players that are consistently hurt. Yeah. Um, it just it it leaves a bad taste. I mean, I'm, I'm you know my guy Michael Thomas. He's played five games in the last fucking, you know, four or years. Ten, ten games in the last three years. Yeah. And, you know, luckily the the fans haven't turned on him. But after a while, you start to go like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. You know, like you feel personally attacked. European football fans are even worse, dude. They're the worst. Well, you can't tell when they're hurt because they just fall all the time. Because yeah. so, they always pretend to yeah, be hurt. Yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know who's really, really hurt? Our, but, uh, but hurt? Well, no, just... He's hurting. His life is hurting, regardless of what <laughs> yeah. any side of the media says. Uh, we were gifted with the first and probably only in the history of the United States. I think I might be able to safely uh, say this is the first and probably the last mugshot of a president, former president. Or a current president um, that we've ever had. Yeah, it's never happened. Uh, Nixon could have got there, but he was smart enough to resign. Uh, we're not dealing with the whole. We're not dealing with the top brass. No, when we're dealing with 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 old Trumpy Poo, that mugshot was that. If that isn't on eighty thousand different shirts. Oh, as of this weekend, everywhere people are memeing the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know. Your grandpa watching you jack off in the bathroom. You know, like it's it's meme central. My that. favorite was the mom from Goonies. They put like her hat and Oh, and that's gorgeous. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Shut up, you stupid pope. <laughs> she was what was that uh, the the fucking <sighs> Billy the Billy Crystal movie? Oh, throw mama throw from mama the train. from the train, dude. Jesus yep, stupid pope. That's a god, dude. Wherever they dug that actress up from. That is an underappreciated movie. It's pretty funny. By the way. It's, it's right up there with planes, funny. trains. It's, you know, it's yeah, it's kind of that never level. Got that love though. But it did, I mean, at the time, it was a big movie. You know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like a, a movie anybody remembers except redacted morons like us. But you know, who was the other guy besides Billy Crystal? I can't remember for the life I of me. Cannot. But it was another I, big name. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't care. All I know is Billy Crystal got hit in the head with a frying pan. He definitely got in the head. By that, by fucking Quasimodo, dude. I can only describe her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) As an ugly Kathy Bates. I wonder what she looked like when she was 22. (laughs) The same, but with more hair. (laughs) She was horrifying looking. But she had the voice and the fucking shut up. Um, She's great. Uh, But yeah, we got a mugshot from a former president. It's... For the first time ever in the oh, history of ever. it was fucking ever. Danny DeVito. Danny Jesus DeVito. Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jesus. that's true. Owen. 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 They got the two <laughs> smallest actors in Hollywood and put them together. Um, what Donald did you Trump think when he mugshot, Do you feel, as someone that doesn't love Donald Trump, are you? do you feel like, okay, this is cool? Or do you mm, feel just I, fucking embarrassed? Because I felt embarrassed. I, I feel absolutely nothing. I mean, there is an there is a okay. I shouldn't say nothing. Nothing. It was good to see it because it means that yes, every citizen in the United States has to follow the law, and everybody is equal under the li- eyes of the law. That made me feel good. Nobody is above the law in this country, and I would hope everybody would agree. Yeah. Um, regardless of your feelings about anybody. If I said to you, are you and me equal under the law? 
And you said, yes. And I said, well, are me and Trump equal into the law? And you said, no, we have a disconnect. We have a problem. Right. Um, so this brought into reality, brought into the zeitgeist, the fact that, yeah, this guy's dodged lawsuits and crime his whole life. He's never been caught. He's super slippery. Yeah. Even when it came to January 6th, even when it came to fucking uh, uh, Alvin Bragg and, and New York, nobody made him take a mugshot. And Fonnie Willis was like, <laughs> yeah. you're in my fucking shit now, Bubba, and made him do it. And I can only imagine a week before when he knew he had to turn himself in, he was fucking going in front of his fucking, you know, sycophants and going, should I do this? No, they have Should a. This? What I'm do you sure, want to portray? Mugshot consultant. Yeah, for no one hundred percent. And it. and it was like, should I do this? Should I? What should I do? Because I don't want to smile. I don't want to look this. Because some of them are great. Like Giuliani's was. He looked like the crypt keeper. He looked yeah. like somebody fucking dug him up from a grave right. and put him in from a camera. But someone definitely told Trump like, don't lift your chin because all that will fall out. Everything will fall out. uh, It would all fall out of your head. Did you see the girl that used to be a publicist for Kanye? She was one of the 19. Oh. She dipped her head down and smiled like the Joker. And it is... And these people are doing this on purpose. Of course. This is going to be a lasting impression of history, and you want to put that out there. The thing that I enjoy almost as much as a mugshot, and I don't even enjoy it. I think it's a sad attempt by an old man to look tough and mean. I think it's so. It's such a fucking weak move, but everything he does is a weak move. Does that? That almost doesn't matter. The best thing is the height and weight, because they ask you when you go to jail your height and weight. They don't weigh you. So you're about to go into this. I think yeah. DraftKings had the over under fucking DraftKings. Of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. DraftKings had the over under at 275 and a half. Okay. So this is what's official. You're gonna love this one. Which I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm like burying the lead right now just to make you suffer. So as we know, Trump's fairly tall, six three. Yeah, he's six three. Okay. He's probably way less than that now because he's older. He was probably six three forty years ago. He's probably six one. He's because we com- shrink when we get older. Compressed. That's just no, that's all of us. Um you know, that that's just no nature. cartilage falls apart. That's nature. That happens. Uh, your spine compresses. Sorry. Yeah. Uh he listed his weight at and I shit you not, Bobby. 215. What? 215. 215. Okay. Not 250. 215. 215. Okay. So you're dealing with the... See, and this is... It's funny, but it's indicative of exactly who this man is. Yeah. He is so narcissistic that he can't... When everybody knows, his fucking fat, chunky ass is 215. Mm Mm-hmm. That man has been 215 since he was fucking 17 years old. Easily. So, yeah, and that's right before he got out of Vietnam for shin splints. That guy hasn't been that weight in a very, very, very long time. 215. 215. Just bask in the absurdity of that. Um, It's so, I mean, look, every... You know, everybody lies on a driver's license. You know, I'm I'm actually two thirty. Oh, I'm two ten, or I'm ac- I'm five six. I'm, I mean, I'm actually five four. I always used to say, I think my driver's license still says two fifty. Uh, everybody has a thing they do, especially just give me that wiggle room. 
I could be up or I can be down. But at least you're within a zip code. Yeah. (laughs) 215 is... It, like I said, it's indicative of a, of a narcissist and a liar. Yeah. This is who this man is. It's no surprise. I thought he would say I was fucking 7'8 yeah. and 180 pounds. Yeah. Like just some b- ridiculous. Mostly dick. Physic- yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dick's 170 pounds. The rest of me's yeah. four. Yeah. You know? He, uh, but that's, that's, that's who we elected president. So um, it's interesting, man. It, he's going to, he's, he's going to get, um, he is not getting out of this. This is all I'm saying. I mean, everybody's like, he'll never see any time. I'm like, dude, listen, these charges are not a joke. Dude, we talked about it last I, week. Rico, I'm, bruh. I'm never going to assume anything, obviously, because we know how systems work. But this is not a joke. Yeah, no, this is past, uh, I, you know, my some Chappaquiddick shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? This yeah. is past some, like, I can get out of it no. and look the other way shit. This ain't going to happen that way. And they have testimony. and they Dude, have, they're all flipping on them. They have evidence. and They're all flipping on no, them. No, because they're ready to move on with their, the rest of the five years of their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they get lucky. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, but they're going to, for immunity, they can flip. And a lot of those people don't give a fuck about Trump. But Nobody gives a fuck. It's going to galvanize people that love him. The people that love them already do. They're not going to gain any more fans. There's no independent going, you know, I was unsure. But after the fourth indictment, he's my guy. It's, Nobody in this country is doing that. Yeah. It's just making his base more fervent. It's turning iron into steel. Basically. You know um, I mean? And that's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I apparently, I, you know, I, I was talking to Bobby right now about like where I work. I have a normie job, guys. I got out of the food and beverage industry. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, it's the, we talked about it last week. So it's my first full week working this job. It's 10 hours a day on your feet, but it's a normie job. It's not, you know, I'm not shoveling shit. You know, it's, it's a, you know, administrative sort of job, but it's computers and desk work and customer service and stuff like that. And that's fine. Everybody I work with is a proud card carrying, uh, Trumpist. If they're not MAGA, which some are. They are definitely leaning sure. very, very right. Yeah. Uh, a gentleman was nice enough to come in today from from New York. Um, very fucking like that too. And uh, he was talking, you know, and I'm I'm there and I'm trying to make conversation. He's like, he's like, yeah. He, he was clowning on somebody for wearing a, a a cowboy shirt, right? So he's like, I'm, he's from New York. I says, so what are you? Are you Giants or Jets? And he's like, oh, I used to like both of them into that. Goddamn kneeling thing started to happen. I was like, okay. And then, so me being me, I just went, yeah, Jets might be pretty good this year if they fix the offensive line. You start watching football again. Yeah. It's getting good up there. And he's like, yeah, you know, the fucking kneeling thing. And then, you know, they're putting Black Lives Matter on the helmet and, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't think any shame should be on the helmet. I'm not just talking about that. And I'm like, yes, you are. Yes, yeah, you are. Cunt. Um, by the way, have you seen my wife? So, um, so this is what I'm contending with. Uh, my direct boss today said, um, have you got any electric vehicles yet brought in? And I was like, yeah, I got one. He's like, got to watch out for those people. They're liberal. So they're, they're entitled. And I was like, so <laughs> the last four guys in here with American hats on that were trying to scam for free shit. Those guys aren't entitled, 
but the people who don't want to drive gas engine cars are entitled. Right. Right. So this is my new normal. I bite my lip. I laugh to myself. What is it? I mean, you know, because it's like when you're, when you're, you know, when you're at a different level dealing with people that are just stuck in a quagmire, there's two ways to go about it. You just smile to yourself and giggle because they're, you know, they're not that bright. Yeah, for sure. Or, or you try to fight them on every fucking thing, and that's never going to work because you're surrounded. Dude, in my new beautiful bar, I created a Connoisseur's Long Island Iced Tea, and I, I have a feeling that's going to be my number one seller. But how are you circling this back? I'm going <laughs> to... To the conversation. I, are I you hate just Long like, Island Iced Teas. Right. I hate everybody that has ever ordered a Long Island Sure. Iced if you're not 21. Tea, you know what I mean? If you're 21 or 22, yeah, I guess. maybe you don't know the fuck. You're try- and you're trying to get fucked up. I totally understand that. But... When you're 40... My partners were like, well, we want to do like a Billy Joel Long Island thing. Okay? Stupid. I'm Doesn't like, make any sense either. I'm like, okay. Well, he's from Long Island. I, I, I get it, but... What does Billy Joel have to do with it? He's from Long Island. That's it. That's it. So Sweet. It, we're like a rock themed bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you just play rock music? And then, fuck no. That's what they. I don't. Here's the thing about this. I'm I'm very confused right now. Here's the thing about this. Um, first of all, I'm gonna make this Long Island iced tea, and I'm gonna make it proudly, and I'm gonna sell the shit out of it. Okay. Okay. That's gonna happen. Okay. Secondly, I'm gonna play whatever the fuck I want. I mean, so a I'm lot the bartender. Bartender of, controls the place. A lot of the national? You know, no. <laughs> but I don't want to play the national <laughs> yeah, at you the will. bar. Yeah, you will. You're going to be crying. But I'm going to, you know, you know, I mean, we're going to play what we want to play. You're the bartender. You choose the music. You That's should. The fucking way you, it is. You should just, you, uh, bartender That's always bar has law. That, unless you have a, a GM who thinks differently and then you're going to play what they want. Well, by that time, um, hopefully my GM will be at home. Yeah. Um, that's the only reprieve you have is when mm-hmm. your bosses go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can really play whatever you want, within reason, obviously. Within but reason. You're not going to play Cannibal Corpse unless you want to. You can do it at closing when you're cleaning up. I'd probably get away with that before I get away with playing, like, Run the Jewels. See, and that, are they anti? They're not anti anything, but they want are you to sure? hold to a theme. And I'm like, well, that's fine. I mean, I, I guess I love rock and roll music. Well, everybody likes rock and roll music. You know what I mean? To I an love extent, whiskey. we're gonna talk whiskey here in a minute. You like rock and roll to an extent, though. Yeah. Like, are you gonna be playing White well, Snake? Here's here's my argument, and I've made this argument with these people, and I'm like, look, rock did not stop in 1979. That's the part. We yeah, have Bad to Company be aware was of. not the peak. No, no. And no. I love Bad Company. But there was great rock coming out in 88 and in 2007. Every year. And if I can, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we just have to be aware that you sure. can play, like, and people like different things. Well, And also, we're in a small town. Yeah. We don't want to well, turn you're, people away. And you're not on Maine. So you're going to be seeing a lot of the same faces all the time. Yeah. And certain groups of people like to listen to certain things. And I'm pretty tuned in to what I think... Because I can tell when my bad company crew rolls in. Yeah. You but know what, what, I mean? what I'm saying is you're not yeah. main and then, uh, you know, Jeff and Jill from fucking Iowa aren't going to be walking in and you have to fucking think, what am I yeah. playing right now? You're going to have 
the same so degens to, cir- to circle it around. Yeah, we deal with the populations we're going to deal with yep. because we're both dealing with the public. Yeah, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with giving the people what they fucking want. Now, and not not as long as I get my nights and my weekends. Nobody calls me. Nobody calls in. There you go. I don't have to deal with any of your bullshit. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm tired of industry bullshit. And for now, and we'll see what happens. We'll see Things what happen. Happens. I'm just taking a brief little respite. We should talk about who we are. Yeah. Let's get down to it. Who um, is we? Who is we? Bobby has been talking for the last, like, God knows how long with Blake, recording his uh, Judgment Day. So Bobby's on, like, hour four of talking or something. So um, I've been on this mic for a minute. For a minute, yeah. He's got bed sores on his buttocks. Um, <laughs> but I just got here. I just got off a long day of work, and I just want to reintroduce us as a collective by calling us the Whiskey Reel. It's the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. We are sitting high above everyone. Blake, notwithstanding, was just riding a cloud. He has now gone down to all of you peasants and is amidst you. Um, we are still very high. He just actually went higher because he lives up on a hill. Do you think altitude? Yeah, he's probably higher. I bet he's a little. Yeah, but he had to go down to go up. So fuck off. True. Um, Touche. He had to mix with all of you. Knuckleheads. (laughs) You degens. Commoners. Common folk. Uh, The bourgeoisie. Yeah, the bourgeoisie. And hey, long live the bourgeoisie, by the way. Long live. Go. Uh, We don't need the proletariat anymore. Uh, That being said, I'm happy to be here. It's been a long week, like I said. Bobby's been here for a minute, so we are both uh, uh, we are both weary, but we are well traveled. So that's where you guys come in. We need your ear holes, we need your eye holes, and we need your orifices. I need all of your orify. Is that a, is that the mul- no? I think it's orifices. Orifices? That can't be a thing. I don't know. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, but. Welcome back. We are here uh, over at Wagon Wheel. They still give us a lot of love, so we want to shout them out. And sitting across from me is your number one boon boon daddy. He is the bloviating mess. Trust me, I've just heard him for the last 40 minutes. Uh, this man enjoys himself, but he enjoys you more. And that's why he is Bob with Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Mm, not all of that is true. Yeah, 100% I, of it's true. I enjoy myself a lot yeah. more. A lot I more enjoy. than everybody else. I yeah. was trying to give you at least some sort of leg up. Uh, sitting across from me, another pathological narcissist that I love. Dearly. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, cuz. I think we're, we're, we're both hovering around 45 miles per hour on our narcissism scale. Is that a scale? <laughs> narcissism? No, zero to ten. You're saying four point five? I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take probably about four. That's actually not bad. It's not bad at all. Not at all. I mean, I I could float up to a seven at any moment. I mean, if Elon Musk is a ten point (laughs) five, twelve, then that moron. We're doing all right. Has he broke Twitter yet? No, um, and it's it's fractured. It's not good. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. X. It's pretty sprained. Stupid ass. Uh, sitting across from me, we used to call him the opposite of Dorian Gray. Yeah, that just seemed mean. It was mean spirited. Okay. And this week we're doing more of a kinder and gentler. <laughs> yeah, right. Whiskey. That's reel. just for here. 
That's just right now. He's Next just, week, it'll go right back. He's just the general manager of my life. I don't yeah, care brother. who the fuck says any different. I don't care what you're doing with your life. You're you're my dude. Thank you, man. I love you so much. Thank sir you, Amber, brother. Antonio Branderas of the Roan Branderases. Yes, sir. Say hi to your family for me. Um, Yeah, say hi to your family for me, you bitch. Uh, that, that's a great end. That's a great walk off. Yeah. You know, that's kind of not Samuel L. Jackson anger walk off, but it's a walk off. Yeah. Say hi to your family, bitch. Tell your sister I said hi. To, yeah. yeah. Tell your horror mother I love her. I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's more Irish, but whatever. That's, yeah. that's very Irish, whatever. I'm sure Liam Neeson could probably work that into something. It's pretty aggressive. That man has not made some. Has okay, how many movies in a row has Liam Neeson done the same movie? Oh, look at his IMDb. Most look at his IMDb. No, like, like, listen, no, seriously, look at his IMDb and do like the last. Let's go since Taken. Let's go because that was what 15 years ago, maybe. Oh, yeah, and they okay. And I think I see where you're going with this. They've kind of pigeonholed Liam Neeson. No, he's pigeonholed himself. You know, he hasn't well, been but, pigeonholed. But you know, you take you the jobs that you take the jobs you get offered. You know uh, what I mean? Dude, it's Liam Neeson. The guy could retire right now, unless he's got a Can really he? bad gambling problem and 16 ex-wives. He could. Okay. He has one ex-wife that I know of. Which I think is Miranda Richardson, maybe. Oh, is okay. Is that his ex-wife? And he has a cock like an Avion bottle. Apparently, famously. apparently. <laughs> uh, retribution. I'm gonna skip. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip over. There was the one that was on the plane. I'm gonna the There's plane one. one. Hold on. Train. Hold on. <laughs> Memory. That, yeah. Blacklight. The Ice Road. Oh yeah. The Marksman. Honest Thief. Made in Italy. And then he has an aberration, which is Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he was in, that's right, he was in the Obi-Wan series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. Cold Pursuit. The Commuter. <laughs> I, saw the, <laughs> I saw The Commuter. It's not amazing. This is fucked up, dude. Um, Taken 3. Uh, not your favorite film? Famously, might be one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> it's he's done a lot of like uh, guest appearances and dumb shit. Which yeah, he was in know. like Ted Two. Or... He was in yeah, he was in Ted Two. He's in uh, the Huntsman Winter's War, uh-huh. which was the Snow White bullshit. He was he was in Inside Amy Schumer on an episode. He... Yeah, God, Gross. I wonder if he was Inside Amy Schumer. God forbid. Maybe that's why your face bloated so hard. You just shot a fat load in that dumb head. <laughs> dumb, empty, God. fucking dome. Um, well. He was in Widows. That was actually not bad. I Widows never saw was, that. It was a bunch of women that used to be with, like, gangsters. And they oh, okay. got together to try to get money because they were getting shut out from all their money they were owed. Oh, oh no. I know dead exa- husbands. I know exactly. What it was kind of dumb. It was kind of dumb yeah. in a weird way. Um, anywho. Anywho. Guys, um, do we you love think you. Liam Neeson likes whiskey? Because I have a feeling. He does, but probably only Irish because he's a fucking cunt. Well, here's the thing about Irish whiskey. No, let's not get into it. What did you bring? Some, is green, some are green spot and yellow spot, and everybody else isn't. 
How's that? I, is that good? I watched a an interview. I, I texted you guys mm-hmm. about this this morning. Yeah. Um, Brian Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, famously... He worked for Jameson. That's where he learned his craft. Everybody, yeah, that's kind of the jumping off point to everybody in Ireland. Um, but then he jumped over to the spot line, mm-hmm. and he put out the green spot, yellow, yellow spot, spot, red spot. Spots. Yeah, um, and there's a gold spot, yeah, and which I've spot. tried. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, really. Wagon Wheel. The owner of Wagon Wheel. I was in there one had day. A gold spot. He had a gold spot that he bought for himself. He's like, dude, do you want to come back and taste this? I'll be honest with you. I liked. My favorite is yellow. Yeah, yellow. That yellow spot, you can suck me off like an Avion bottle. It's amazing, dude. The gold was good. Don't get me wrong, but it was like also a three hundred forty-five dollar bottle. Yeah, it was bananas because it's rare. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But no, Brian Nation was on the um, Dan Patrick show this morning because. Uh, a whiskey I was telling you about earlier today called Keeper's Heart. Yeah, I looked it is, up. I've never had it. Obviously. It's an American style Irish whiskey. Yeah, but it's also like thirty three bucks um, R- yeah, retail, which means it's like twenty six bucks wholesale. Yeah, you just can't get it. Yeah, but no one in this town sells. So it's it limited whatsoever. run. We're in Durango and we don't get things. Yeah, I if mean, you're in Denver, we'll get you it eventually. Get it. But if you're in Denver right now, you can get it. Tell us what we did get. Uh, we got something I've never seen before. By the way, I like it. Right I enjoy it quite a bit. I, it's not, you know, it's not the best thing I've ever had in my life, obviously. But there's, you know, we we try to be very kind of informative and realistic about what we're drinking. I saw this. It was a beautiful square bottle, a la like Larceny and 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 that type of shaped sort of deal this has this is truly a rectangular bottle it's embossed it's beautiful it's really nice packaging it is from um my home state this is it's called slow stills without the w and that's because it's from san luis obispo and uh, which is called slow slo right Eh. and uh, this is a straight bourbon it's called rod and hammers which sounds very erotic and makes me want to blast ass uh, this is 90 proof. It is a straight, like I said. Um, there's not a ton of information on it. It's really, really new. When I read this, I thought this was going to be a little bit more um, intense, caramel barreled. And I'm kind of pleasantly surprised. It's uh, smooth and mellow whiskey with hints of caramel, roasted nuts, yada, yada. I mean, every fucking bourbon says the same thing. Um, 42 bucks, which puts it in the... I would say the medium minus. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is like, as far as cost, this is like a C in cost. There's a lot of great bourbon between 35 and 45 until you get to the next tier, which is like 45 to I was about to say like 60. Tier three. And then you get into the, you know, B, B pluses, A minuses, which is like 70, you know, 75 to 85. And let's be honest, I've had. $300 bourbon that was fine. And I think when you get past the $80 mark most of the time, I think you're just jerking off to a to a large degree. I've had very expensive bourbon my whole life. Um I just don't think there's enough juice for the squeeze outside of masturbatory theater. I mean at some point there's a, a so demi- whole pappy dim- thing. Yeah, and there's like a diminishing return. One hundred percent. I mean when you barrel anything, it starts to evaporate at 
Yeah, you get angel share. And yeah. the longer it's in a barrel, the that's why it's expensive, A and B. I mean, it's not only angel share that increases the cost of the bourbon. It's exclusivity. It has nothing to do with the flavor of the quality. That's funny because that's something we've never actually talked about it's that velvet much on road this, shit. On this uh, podcast is the fact that as you barrel whiskeys, um, there there is that point of no return when it starts to actually dilute because the flavors are soaking back into the fucking barrel. Yeah. No, it'll pull back. And I mean, it, it takes a long time for it to pull back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back. For sure. But it will but, pull back eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't, like, just say, oh, so this has been barreled for 100 years. It's going to be fucking amazing. And there's no. 10% of the barrel left. That's going to be water. Yeah. It's like, going to be water. It's going to be really, really alcoholic water. Yeah. Uh, but it won't have any of the caramels or the vanillins. No. Or the, uh, it won't have anything that makes bourbon bourbon. There is. There is a point of no return. It usually happens after a very long time. Once you get past the 20-year, 25-year mark, if the barrel's built properly and kept properly, which yeah. most of them are that are being barreled that and long. And not only that, the rack house that it's in. the Everything. But climate. Yep. Everything. Um, the Like I said, down from the cooperage. To the climate, to everything involved, perfectly. Um, well, Kentucky is famously associated with whiskey because the humidity keeps evaporation levels lower. Right. You know, because what I mean? the barrels are swole. Yeah, the barrels there's, are swelled. There's up. there's wet in the air, and that keeps wood fat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's when a you good put, way to put it, when yeah. you put it, when you put it in an arid climate, it constricts. Right. It's and wood. absorbs. Everything. Everybody's lived in a town or a place where their door hits the floor when it's wet outside. It's because the wood swells. Same thing happens to barrels. And now, I mean, we're in the age of hyper technology where those those um, you know houses that rack barrels are climate controlled and like Completely. hermetically sealed, Completely. and they have perfect humid. It's like a humidor that's eight thousand square feet you know what i mean and and 70 feet high but there still is variations in them and a lot of the older distilleries don't have that and they'll they'll put shit out like that on purpose oh yeah and leave it there for 50 years just see what happens well heaven hill like four or five yeah. years ago famously lost a rack house a huge rack house and it, it stopped production of heaven buffalo trays and there there was a point where they basically shut down for like six months and it all spilled into the goddamn river you know what i mean and all them rednecks were bathing in glory (laughs) fucking kentucky you voted for mitch mcconnell you get whatever you get whatever you get suck it uh any thoughts on roddenhammer i think it's I don't have any... There's nothing about this that stands out to me as But there's nothing else that's offensive. There, literally nothing about this is offensive. I think... Uh, you I know like what, it Bobby, you know, do you know what this is? This is a $42 bottle, dollar bottle that looks good. By the way, it's 90 proof, so you get that little extra... Oh, yeah. This is a bottle that if you brought to somebody who's new to bourbon or even that knows it a little bit, if you brought it to them and you were like, yo, dude, check this out, they'd be like, fuck... So they would psychosomatically go, God damn, this is fucking amazing. I, definitely. If you know enough about enough, you can slow your roll and be like, this is really good. But is it extraordinary? No. But does it do everything right? Yes. Does it do everything great? No. Is it bad in any way? No. It's got this like sweet spot of being really well made, but not blow your hair back. 
But any bourbon drinker, if you put this in their glass and blinded them, be like, Fine. it's a well-made bourbon. Perfect. Yeah. And, and you're not right. going to be like, it's too astringent. It's too nope. much vanilla. It's, you know what I mean? It's too hot. It's bulky. It's shitty. Like, this is just really well-made bourbon that tastes like really well-made bourbon that isn't like when you when we drink laws or we drink i always use that as a benchmark of colorado bourbon you there's some that triggers in your brain that goes special you know different it's different this tastes like something else and and this doesn't trigger that in my brain but if you pour this in my glass brother i'm not pouring it down i'm not i'm not dumping it in the i'm not in the animus with it no Know what I mean? Excuse me. I'm definitely not going to give it to any of those. Shit it gives heads. you the hiccups. Gives I mean, you it's it's ninety. So because we didn't prep anything, let me Nothing ask you. All. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, because we are called the whiskey room. We're gonna do something. Like I, I was gonna bring this up in the intro. What do you think about this? Okay. Last time we had lightning round. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to rename every episode moving forward something stupid. <laughs> But it's all going to be lightning round-ish. Okay. So this one's called Alamanute. 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 Right? And for all you restaurant people out there, you know what I'm saying. Alamanute means at the time that it needs to be made. So there's no forethought. I like that. There's Alamanute, right? At the minute. Here's my question for you. What's up? I guess this is lightning round style. But we're talking about bourbon. We're talking about whiskey. Yeah. Every time a non-whiskey drinker sits down and you offer them whiskey, you get the same response. Oh, man. I can't. I don't know, man. can't. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's like that. There's a fear. Literal fear. These are usually younger or inexperienced people in life. I will say that. Most worldly people True. can sit down and have a whiskey. I've, I've I've definitely had that experience with like what I would consider to be somewhat seasoned people, but they're just like, oh, I can't drink whiskey. I can't. Certain drink whiskey. people just have like a literal bodily aversion to whiskey, and that's my that happens. Qu- and that's my question is yeah. like, where where does that fear come from? Because it's like, is it experience? Is it have you been told all your life whiskey is a bad thing? I, 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 but by the way, chemically, whiskey and vodka are almost essentially identical. Every dis, every distillate does the same thing. Yeah. The only one that is an outlier is tequila. Correct. Because it's distilled from agave, so it is not a depressant. Right. Right? Um, it's almost like um, a psychoactive. Right? Sure. It's not a depressant. So you don't feel bad. And, and, and let's be honest. Alcohol is a depressant. Not everybody gets depressed when they drink it, but um, it is an effect of alcohol. And and by depressant, I don't mean to say you get depressed. No, you neuropathically drop down drop a level, down. Yeah. right? You 100%. chill the fuck out. That's why a lot of people say, I need to drink. Yeah, It's not because they need a drink to go party. It's because something traumatic or, or, or elevated happened that a drink will bring them down. Yeah. And and you look for that, especially people that do the, you know, <clears throat> back in the old days, the Mad Men days, when, you know, you'd have a scotch when you had a big talk. Yeah. It would drop out the anxiety and the high pitch yeah. of whatever your life is going on and kind of numb you out. Numb you out. Right? Yeah. It was kind of a, the, the white collar Prozac at the time. So I guess my question is just like, where does that uh, culturally, 
I think there's a cultural. I do, and I, I think I know the. I think I know the impetus of it at least. Okay. I think whiskey was. Uh, I know when I was a young kid, I'd watch cartoons and I'd see a big jug that said XXX. Yeah. As a child, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was the old hillbilly um, um, cookie at the fucking campsite yep. in the western. Yep. Give me a whiskey, and it was always this thing that men drank. And it was, it never tasted good. Okay. Nobody ever enjoyed it, but they drank it. And it almost felt like they choked it down. Yeah. And it never seemed like it was refined. It was always something that it felt like you had to do. Like, give me a whiskey. Right? We grew up with that ideology and that trope of of men drinking whiskey because they're men. Never because it tasted good. I'm fascinated by it. I've never thought about this. By way of gender. I'm just saying. But you're right. Whiskey, it really is. Whiskey, I'm not saying there's not amazing... From a gender-specific standpoint. ...women out there that love no, whiskey. No, I mean, of course my, Rex loves whiskey. Like, there's women I know that are, are, are whiskey aficionados that know more about it than I do. Oh, yeah. We have, but, a, we have a mutual friend that is smarter about whiskey easily, than we are. Easily. Easily. But, but, but that's an outlier. What I'm saying is socially... Yeah. We were we grew up to know that girls drink girly drinks, and this isn't always the case now. And I don't mean to go like back in the day, blah, blah, blah. but this is the social trope that we grew up with: is when you're when you're a grown up, finally, because when you're kids, you drink beer. Yeah. When you become like older, you drink whiskey, and then when you really become refined, you drink scotch. Yeah. Because as a twenty-year-old man, if you put a pour a bottle of scotch and put a bottle of scotch in front of me, I'll tell you to go fuck off. Yeah, and I don't necessarily enjoy it on my free time, but if somebody pours me a good glass of scotch, I get it. Yeah, I fucking get it. Yeah, you know, I can I drink some thirty-two-year-old Lagavulin that I wanted to have sex with the glass. Yeah. It was a beautiful spirit because it was done right. But I think it's a matter of not only. Uh, uh, some sort of manhood, some sort of thing where we think whiskey's mannish, but it's also a prestige. It's also a class verification. They're little rites of passage that you go through. But a as class verification. A give me the, give me the sixteen-year, yeah. Mc- give me the twelve McAllen. You and I it's are a, both. It's um, a flex. It's you a and flex. I are both old enough to remember when ordering a Maker's Mark was was like. Ooh. You're like, whoa, who's Ooh, this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> and meanwhile, that's like mid-tier fucking bourbon now. It still doesn't cost less. It's an expensive bourbon for a bar to buy and for you to buy from a bar. 100%. But um, as far as respect and insight, like people that drink Maker's Mark are like elevated Jack Daniels drinkers. Yeah. They're nobody special. You drink Makers because somebody told you one time that was good, so you drink it. It was or you just took a shot and you had Makers and you were like, shots of Makers. Or not, not a shot. What I mean is you took a chance. Oh, you took a chance. Oh, thank you for defining what you meant by shot. Yeah, because I'm like, why are you shooting? You're not shooting Makers. What I mean is you took a you took a chance. You you fired your shot and you're like, you know what? You're right. I will have a Makers mark. And you were like, this is not horrible. Wait, can I get drunk and diabetes? You know, yeah. Give me that. I'll it take is, a double. It is pretty sweet. It is the way it is as sugared and alcohol uh-huh. is outside of Captain Morgan's. 
Maker's Mark right be right behind it. Yeah. It's that sugar, dude. It's it gnarly. It sells a little. Sells. I mean, but again, it was the same guys that I remember when I first started bartending a long time ago. Absolute was a big deal. And they were guys that no matter what you would do, they would go to a bar and say, absolute, absolute, absolute. It was a big deal because that was t- before there became shelves of vodka, of, of alcohols. There was just alcohol. Yeah. And when you ordered a scotch, you got a scotch. When you ordered a whiskey, you got a whiskey. And sometimes it was Jack. Sometimes it was this. And over the years, and it happened in the late 80s, over the years, they became shelves. Middle shelf, you know, bottom shelf, top shelf. And top shelf liquor, when I started, was like absolute was top shelf. Yep. Maker's Mark, top shelf. Bacardi, Top shelf. Top shelf. Um, fucking, this is pre-Patron, even. Um, what, Salsa, top shelf. And now you look at them in, the, I mean, outside of the obvious, like some of those are in people's wells. This is where we've gotten to. I know. So. I just ordered a bunch of Salsa. Yeah, Salsa, <laughs> Silver, well, great. Yeah. Knock it out. Perfect. Great. Totally fine. And good tasting. And you can yeah, actually it's say it's Salsa. Yeah. The, the. The worst part about well tequila these days is the fact that Jose Cuervo Especial, if you tell, which is a superior vodka to Sousa, I mean tequila to Sousa. It is. That fucking Jose Cuervo Especial, but you tell people, what do you have in your well? And they're like, ew. I don't drink Jose Cuervo. Because they saw a movie one time. I know. And and, and and they're 25 and they don't know a fucking thing about anything. That silver is. That especial is fucking fire, dude. Really good. And nobody will carry it because it's fucking Cuervo. Because it's Cuervo. Why don't you just call it especial and release it? I know. You're idiots. Yeah, they got... I mean, we, we talk about marketing sometimes and like... Like, I'm like, well, why the fuck does McDonald's advertise? Well, because for that reason. Because right. your brand... You're in the zeitgeist. And there's a is new... constantly changing. And there's a new generation growing up constantly. So they're not advertising to us who no. have seen it for fucking no. 50 years. They're advertising to the four-year-old that still doesn't know what McDonald's is. So don't be an idiot. That's how marketing works, right? So they're like, exactly. I don't know why they keep talking about Jack Daniels. It's like, because there's some 20-year-old out there that's, that's going to see a commercial. Of course. We grew up seeing rock stars drink fucking, you know, fifths of Jack Daniels on stage. Yeah, we did. So it became cool. And God, that's a horrible liquor. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so bad. It's horrible. It's so bad. It's my but least it's, favorite whiskey. It's bad tasting, though. I'd rather have... We have a very dear friend. Ugh. That and do you know what his go-to upsell is? Oh, what? Guess. I, mm. We just talked about it. Whiskey wise, yeah. When he's feeling ornery, Maker's Mark. Yeah, that's his. You know what? Good on him though. Drink the Maker's Mark. But he also thinks Joe Rogan is smart. So, (laughs) (laughs) I love that kid. Should we just talk booze? That's what I'm thinking, man. I like this. Um, We haven't done this in a while. All right. You know what I mean? We haven't just like had a conversation had a booze off about fucking booze and we are called the whiskey reel so that's yeah. why and we usually concentrate more on the real than the whiskey I think okay I let's think say this oh, please okay you have one drink you can order you're you're a you're a, 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 a an uh, ad accountant or something okay. you go to lunch you're with a buddy 
You guys are both getting a drink at lunch. You've got about six more hours on your day. Okay. What's your Ooh. drink? I have six more hours on my day? Yep. And it's like a Wednesday, But too. he's like, let's have a drink. No, he's like, let's have a pop, dude. Let's just fucking chill for an hour. We're going to get back to the office. What do you drink? That's rough, dude. Because um, you can't drink certain things. No, I know. Because I was my first thought out of business lunch is like, well, I think I want to have a Manhattan. Which is high alcohol. We'll yeah. definitely feel it. I'm going to feel it. It may look nice, but a lot of booze. But I'm going to feel that fucking drink. But you're going to fucking, in an hour, you're going to want to take a nap. Yeah. Um, you certainly can't have a martini because that is even more booze. Well, the martini lunch was the standard. That was the go-to. In the 80s. By the yeah. way, which by the a martini, traditionally, three ounces of pure alcohol. That's all it is. <laughs> I mean, that's, Even the traditional with yeah. more vermouth. That is, it's fine if you want to give a, a little pool of vermouth a at the wet, bottom. A wet martini. Shut up. You know what it's I mean? Three, it's two shots of alcohol. It's two shots and, of alcohol. And 30 years ago, that would have been three shots of alcohol. Definitely. Let's just be honest. So, Definitely. you're a lush. That's fine. Um, but um, what do you drink? How about if a you have to go back? Love it. I fucking love it. I think a Pimm's Cup would look... That is, it looks like a cocktail. But it drinks like a fucking aperitif. A- absolutely. Uh, it's almost like drinking a slightly hard iced tea. Yeah, basically. You and you can I mean? still function. You get a little bit of sugar. Yeah. I would say... Pimm's Cup's not going to fuck me up. I would say a really good uh, vermouth with a twist of lemon. That's a really nice choice. With some ice. Just over ice. Yep. Premia Antica. Yep. Over ice with a twist. Let's go. That's it. And delicious. And it's delicious and it probably goes with your food and you're not going to want to fall down. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. I don't remember what Pim's ABV is, but it's... It's, it's like it's like 40. Yeah, it's pretty low octane. Yeah, it's 40. It's like half a regular booze. Yeah. Pretty low octane. Can we put a pin in it while I... 10.99? Let's just call it a break. Let's break. Ready? Break. Break. Well, we're back. Yeah, man. From our free-flowing conversation. We're talking about Gertz. We're talking about Gershon. Yeah. We're talking about Ringwald. We confused Jamie Gertz and Gina Gershon somehow. I did. I did. You did. I went with... Well, G- but you threw me for a loop. I was like, well, yeah, Gershon's Yeah, but Gershon's hot. fucking... Yeah. a smokerini. Bound? Ooh. Stop it. Stop it. She had that... She had the big mouth. Yeah. She was a big mouth girl. Yeah. I don't know if that's even cool, but... I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying. She had no, a, I know. She, yeah, for whatever reason, features. She had pronounced yeah. features. Because she had like 47 teeth. Yeah, lots they were of all teeth. All this giant face. Boobs. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even get past boobs. I was boobs. looking at her mouth. Boobs. I'm a mouth guy. Like I've noticed this. Even when Ooh. I talk to, even when I talk to men, because bad teeth drives me crazy. 
So when I talk to people, I focus on their mouth. No, it's really, yeah. I don't look them in the eyes. And it's right. not because I don't want to. I'm fascinated because I'm like, what is your life like? I will say that there's definitely people I don't like because of their teeth. I mean, on a personal level, like I don't like you. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I'm, you're a, a, a wonderful person who has a wonderful family and you do great things. But I'm not I convinced. Like you. <laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> but, I, but I do. Like there's some, because I'm a quirk. Where I, I think you're like this too because you're a big nose guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I and do I, like I've it. heard somebody recently talking about that. I forget where I was listening to this, but they were talking about big noses. And yeah. like, no, that's my shit. And I was like, oh, that's Bobby. But we all have quirks. Like, I'm an imperfect guy. Yeah. You know, as beautiful as my wife's face is. Yeah. And it's devastating. She's gorgeous. Her, she has this overbite thing. And every time she talks, I watch her mouth. It's such a weird, <laughs> creepy quirk that I have. And I think I know what you're talking about, but she is, like, objectively a gorgeous woman. She's gorgeous. But, but like, her over the overbite thing, it, it, that's my shit. You just lock in that on That is my shit. Same with Love girls it. that have the snaggle tooth. So I have a harder time with the snaggle tooth. But it has tooth, to so. be clean. That's what I'm saying. Like, they can have this beautiful grill, and if there's, like, black a black line across the top of the gums or some shit... No, no. I am out, dog. See, if someone just has, like, a misshapen tooth and it's, like, got its own agenda, I'm fine with that. I get it. Like, that's the tooth. Right. That, you didn't the, choose that. The tooth that's trying to get out of your mouth. But if you just got, like, a <laughs> dead tooth... No, poop tooth. Because no! you just decided, well, fuck that tooth. I'm not going to do anything about listen. this. Listen. There are a few things in life. I have a hard time getting around There's that. few things in life. You got to take care of shit, right? If you got a poop tooth. <laughs> I you, I've never heard the term poop yeah, tooth. Yeah, poop tooth's a thing. But yeah, a dead tooth. Just. It's, you got to fix it. I mean. I would you, rather see a gap. Yeah. By the I way, mean, I, honestly, don't, I don't mind a gap tooth. No, not gap like a natural gap. Oh, but like a missing, a, a missing tooth. tooth. I'd rather <laughs> see that yeah, yeah. than a poop tooth. Right. I mean, that's just no. Nah, uh, yeah. At dead, least you dealt with it. Dead tooth is like a thing, and there's a dude like I hang out at the. I'll get us back on track here in a second. Okay, but cool. There's a dude that hangs out at the deli. He seems really sweet, but he has a dead tooth. But he's got this dead tooth. But but do you know why? And that, every time he looks at me, I'm just like, I don't. But do don't, you know why that fucks me. with me so much? Because I know there's bad breath right behind it. Of course there is. That's what. That's my problem. Because it's, it's unhygienic. It's dead. There's death. <laughs> there's death in your mouth, bro. Be, behind your fucking. <laughs> and maybe that's what it comes down to. I don't give a fuck what you got going on in your life. If you want to rock dreads, if you want to do whatever you want to do, and I mean as a white person, obviously. Um, but if you want to have any sort of style that you have. I am all for it. Just be you. D- don't stink. Yeah, don't be smelly. Physically don't or your breath. Don't be smelly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm good. If you want to rock anything, I am on board, man. I'm open. I am open. But man, if you want to be, if you want to stink yeah. from your body or your mouth, yeah. there's a problem. Yeah. Can we agree on that at least? Yeah. Got a stinky ass head. There's definitely been times like all of I us. know Bobby's. 
I know Bobby's dangled his feet into the fucking cesspool. I know you have, dog. <laughs> no, I I'm talking about myself. Oh, okay. There have been moments, of course, when all I smell like is like, I'm not a, a smoker anymore, necessarily. I just had one with Aaron, full disclosure. But I don't smoke on a daily on basis. On a regular basis. I smoke once a week. Maybe. Yeah. It's usually with me. And it's with you. Like, literally, the only human being I've had cigarettes with in the last fucking, I don't know, year. Almost a year. Yeah. Has been you. Um, And then I drink for Nats or whatever. There's, I guarantee. That funky funkness. Yeah. That's why you got to always carry some shit with you. Where it's just like, man, you smell like Fernet and cigarettes. Yeah. You can't. And that is not amazing. It's not the best. Unless you're Italian and 40 and own a clothing line. So. And you're svelte. By the way, we're the Whiskey Reel. Hi. 970-426-5344. Whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Stinky poop tooth. So I'm recording with Blake earlier. Yeah. And I asked him a question about Fernet Bronca. Okay. And I want you to follow up Go on ahead. this. Because this is all going to come out in the same Hit week. It. I want to keep this going. Okay. He brought up the fact that, well, he won. He just got back from Peru. Okay. He is going on another trip to Brazil. Okay. And it immediately made me, like, Blake and I and you, like, we all drink a lot of Fernet Branca. When it's available. I tried to order it at a recent restaurant two days ago and they didn't have it. No, there's only three places. I was very upset. There's three places. They're like, oh, we ordered it last. I was like, stop. No, you didn't. Just just shut up. Just disappoint me. You have no idea what you're saying. So I was thinking about this South American connection to Fernet Branca because South Americans fucking love Fernet Branca. It's the national drink. Top to bottom. Fernet Fernet and Coke. Love it. Yeah. Argentinians. That's Fernet and Coke is their national. That's their fucking. They put it in bottles. Yeah. For babies. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, probably explains a lot. So I asked Blake and Blake's a pretty diplomatic guy. You're less so. No, he's very diplomatic. There's something that happened in history between Italy and South America, and it happened in the late 40s, post-war. <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> Do you think there's like a natural connection with South American culture and the fact that there was such a huge Italian and German influence for whatever reason? Whatever happened. Of course. There, there, if you go to Chile, if you go to Argentina... Um, that South America in general, some more than others, if you go, if you start dipping into Central America, if you go to Ecuador, things like that, it's a lot more indigenous and less influenced by Europe. Right. Uh, but when you go into Chile, if you go into Argentina, if you go to Brazil, there's a huge influence of European culture and it happened a long, lot, uh, long time before the Nazis, the Nazis kind of put an extra. So you think this predates... I think the genesis the of it predates the war. Okay. Yeah. I'll because you got to remember well, Spain. Well, wineries were popping up in those countries. This is yeah. Spain, Spain was there. going into South America. For sure. France never went there. This was the Spanish, and the Germans yeah. got there when the Nazis stopped. That's why we got Malbec, and we, we got like... That's everywhere, because the Spain, Spain took it from France and took it to South America. Okay. Because those climates are... See, all, this is why I ask you these questions. Well, Spain... They're almost exactly alike from a climate perspective. Yeah. They get hot, they're wet, there's different terroirs, and there's different elevations, especially in Chile. 
I mean, yeah, honestly, for sure. Like, I know we like to give. You can go I, as high and low as you want. Yeah, dude. I know we like to give Argentina all the dap, and you should because Argentina is really weird too, where it's built like a crater hit the middle of it. Yeah. So you have these flatlands, you have this valley, and these kind these of these foothills and mountains. Plainsy. In but, a lot of areas. But it brings up into mountains. Yeah. And they grow their Malbec, the best Malbec's grown, valley floor and going into foothills. Because it gets a certain point of the sun where it's shaded during the day and it gets real hot. And those grapes oh. love going from cold to hot, cold to hot, cold to hot. Really? It stresses them out. And it makes better fruit. That's really cool. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of cool, right? I mean, yeah. wine's fucking, no, super wine's cool. fucking awesome. Um, I wish more people liked wine um you guys drink it but you don't know why you like it well like i brought it up earlier it was just like i, I just remember the boys of brazil oh dude <laughs> <laughs> what a correlation like it's got nothing to do with what we're talking and about. i'm like so like, <laughs> i was gonna bring up blanca from street fighter because uh, he's from brazil but all those like <laughs> mussolini Italians. Oh, the they went down. Italians. They went down to South America. Went to South America. Yeah, man. And that's probably where Fernet Bronco was really started importing or brought with them. All those Amaro crates of it. And you listen, know what I mean? and not only that, but Italian grapes as yeah, well. San of Gio- Sangiovese. Yeah. Uh, they brought they brought in uh, Nebbiolo. They brought in a lot of grapes that you don't see. Barbera. They brought in a lot of grapes that you don't see anywhere else in the world but South America and Italy. Now, California grows everything. Yeah. Because it's from Eureka, California, down to San Isidro. Right. It is every natural climate that you could ever want in the entire it's planet amazing. exists within one state. So they could grow anything. But outside of that outlier, like South America grows shit that only France and Spain can grow. Wow. Yeah. That's really Because cool. Australia, New Zealand, everybody everybody east, quote unquote east, they can't grow it. It dies. I'll tell you this. I love South American wines. I love... So do They're so weird. Dude, like Sauvignon... a big fucking peppery Malbec. Sauvignon like, Blanc oof. from Chile yeah. tastes nothing like Sauvignon Blanc from any Even though other it's the part same, of the world. Same grape. Same grape. Literally the same genetics. Genetically the same But plant. it's all climate and terroir and vintner. Wow, that's crazy. That's all that separates that. That's really cool. But it's the same thing. But if you drink like Chilean Sauv Blanc, it's like, it's it's got a lot of umami and it's earthy and it's weird. And you go to California and it's mangoes and tropical fruit plants and bananas. And then you go to France and it's like, uh, ephemeral lime and uh, you know this real delicate, beautiful acidity, and then you go over to New Zealand and it's grapefruit, battery acid, and it's all the same grape. Yeah, it's all the same grape. That's awesome. It's fucking cool. Wine's cool, man. Wine's a all lot- right. Lightning round. If you had to get a bottle, Riesling. Okay, I was gonna. That that's a good answer. From where? Riesling, from a regional standpoint, where do you think the the epicenter of um, wine is right now? Right now, because it's changed. Ooh. It's changed. Listen, you know, you we're got, not talking about the Rhones necessarily. Got, we're you talking- got Canada growing. Canada used to only make ice vines because okay. of the climate. Yeah, because of <laughs> this climate hoax. Uh, 
You have regions like Virginia growing wines that they got no business growing. You got Canada growing wines that are yeah. not just fucking fortifieds. They're growing actual wines. Right. Uh, the planet has gotten hotter, and uh, thusly, over the last 20 years, all these places in the world, Michigan, wow, grows wine. Yeah. Do you know Michigan was the first state in the United States to grow wine? I had no fucking idea. Right. There are, th- there are th- vines being grown all over the world that people have no business growing because the temperatures have risen. The joke is climate change is bad. Except for vineyards. Except for vineyards. Outside of fires and natural disasters, which <laughs> there's none of those going on no, anywhere. Ever. Um, the fact that temperatures have risen allows more people to grow grapes they've never been able to grow. Yeah. But it also reduces the impact of regions like Bordeaux, Rhone, Loire That's Valley. That's what I was about to say, yeah. They can't grow what they used the to grow. The traditional valley wines yeah. are less important. France, Spain, Rioja, the middle of like uh, La Mancha and the middle of like Spain always have been hot, but they can't do the same thing they used to because it's so fucking hot. Yeah. It's bleeding the grapes. Oh, so yeah. now we're looking at different regions in the world that used to only grow certain wines that are now cultivating grapes that they've never cultivated before right so you're gonna over the next 20 years get grapes that nobody has business growing in that area that because the temperature has changed they've had to all these vineyards that used to grow x are growing y now so you're gonna get grapes that have no business being grown in certain areas being grown in these areas so we're gonna have like california fucking nebbiolo and South American Riesling and like it's gonna get fucking nut, dude. But it's gonna cool. be fun for consumers, but we're all gonna die. That's awesome. That's a great <laughs> answer. No, it really is. That's a great answer. Honestly, for the first time in I don't know, three years, I'm intrigued by you. Oh thanks, buddy. <laughs> you you garnered my interest. Oh buddy. I love you. I love thanks, you. man. That was just that I feel like a big fed softballs. Yeah, um, by the way, we we love you guys for sticking with us. We're, yeah, we're just we're fucking a little around. over an hour. We're, we're being f- dumb. T- yeah, this week has just been a fuck off round of the whiskey reel. And, and there's a lot to do with that. Uh, number one, my schedule has changed. Right. So right now, we usually record laxing and relaxing after going to the deli and having around and being able to discuss stuff. Today was weird. It was a little bit rough shot. I came in. Bobby was still, uh, you know, doing Judgment Day with Blake. And, you know, so we got in a little bit late. And, you know, but we're we're turning a, a fucking... Uh, we're making a purse from a sow's ear. Yeah, I think so. That's still a saying, right? Nobody knows what that means. The, this week's episode feels like more like just a conversation that you and I would have had at the bar anyway. 100%. And we're maybe just... that's not the worst thing in the world. No. Okay. And no. also... We don't get to have these conversations nearly as much as we used to. No, no. We, we, we fell in love with each other. And having these conversations. Full on. Having these conversations. Yeah. It usually involved Wu-Tang at some point. Sure. It usually involved music, and I'd like to get more back into that. And I think we can talk. Bobby and I are going to talk. I think next week we need to weave music back in because that's a big part of who we are. Um, um, and actually, I, this is a really good time, public servant service announcement-wise. Part of the reason I've I've throttled back on the music thing is we've had, and thank you guys for 
feedback and reviews okay. and comments. Um, we have had some people comment on the fact they're like, wow, like you guys are like really playing with the copyright infringement laws oh, and stuff like that. Okay. Like it's really cool that you guys have the balls to do that. But I, I um, thought there was a certain amount that we can play. There is, and we we have in the past played with that. Right. And so I want to be a little careful about that. I okay. have no problem playing a, a blurb from a song yeah. that we're wanting to. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want us to face like, oh, you get a cease and desist and like we got to go back you and know, remove it. <clears> there's also this thing called fair use. Yes. Um, by the way, guys, on the internet, if you don't know, for those of you chiming in about copyright, there's a thing called fair use where if you critique correct, a, a, a particular artist or a song, if we spent our time completely breaking down an entire song and critiqued it, there's nothing the artist can do. I'm not saying that's good to do. I'm not saying it's bad to do. It's actually a big thing right now on YouTube and Twitch is reaction where you got a, a guy in a corner and so what they're doing is changing the original IP, essentially, by playing something, stopping it. They don't even have to say anything. They can take two bites of food and then keep playing the thing. And that's changing the original content enough to be Correct. fair use. Correct. So we haven't even taken advantage of that. We play one long 30-second clip of music or 36 or 42. And or, that's... Okay, That's where we but but yeah. we could also stop at twenty and talk a little bit about it and like get real deep and then play another twenty seconds if we wanted to. So I yeah. appreciate the feedback, but honestly, as far as copyright and fair use, uh, another and and especially since we're not monetized, whoever the artist is would try to come after us for that would have a really interesting time. Yeah, and this. And I'm all for doing reaction shit. Like, yeah. there's a new song. Let's break it down. Let's do that. I'm all for that. But it's got to be done correctly, and we have to change the IP. We've never gone so far as to become a non-for-profit, which we could. But, like, we are not a non. We are not a for-profit. We don't have Patreon. Podcasts. We don't get we don't. fucking. We don't, we're not there for ads. We don't do any monetization of what we do. So yeah. that technically is the threshold of copyright if i'm using your shit to get money it's a problem i'm not using your shit to get money so not technically i can play your entire thing react on it and you can't do a fucking thing i'm not saying so. that's right um I, i'm not saying from a from a state from that standpoint it's like i wouldn't do that because i'm not a dick and but, beyond that the but funny i'd like thing, to be able to comment on music and have you guys listen to what we're commenting and that's on. the thing is the funny thing is about what we do is we never bring on music or any content onto this podcast that we don't love the reason no we're not we are bashing about it yeah is because you're like dude have you heard these fucking guys they're amazing we want everyone we know to hear your content and i don't you think anybody's I mean? going to get on you for that i would hope so well because most of the time they won't. have we and there's some there's Have we ever played a song on here where we're like, um, this by sucks. the way, this sucks, don't listen to I it. I wanted to play the new Flaming Redbeard MAGA guy. That Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Talk about that. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Flamebeard McGee. Yeah. I don't want to commit. Oh it God. doesn't matter. He doesn't need my help. Um, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, That's a good point. Who, who low-key... Uh, dosed his own argument within the context of a song and now MAGA heard country music. They heard a banjo 
And they heard him uh, dosing fat people on welfare, and they were like, that's all I need. I don't need to listen to the rest of the song. Um, That is a – he's an industry plant. Yes. There is no way a guy makes a song and it goes viral that quick, that fast, without it being contrived. I'm sorry, but that's the way the internet works, and that's the way social media works. Um, This was a a plant. This happens on the left, too. Where people try to throw Definitely. in like SoundCloud rappers and it's a clear industry plant and it's people that have never done anything and all of a sudden they have fucking a million views and they have a million subs. It's because you can pay people to do that. There, You can pay for subs. You can pay for views. I hate to say it. I'm not saying the guy seems to be a talented musician, but uh, what he's saying is uh, couldn't be more. He, he was fine. He in the first verse he was fine. He was just saying like downtrodden. There's a lot of there's a lot of poor white people. There always have been. Yeah. Nobody's saying otherwise. Um, West Virginia is a hard place to live if you're a coal mining family. Nobody's ever gonna say you're not working hard and downtrodden. You might want to talk to the fucking uh, senator and the governor of your state about that more. Yeah. Um, Joe Manchin. Uh, if you you might want to talk to them about why you're so downtrodden. That being said, uh, when he gets into the minors for minors, he's clearly bringing up QAnon conspiracies about <laughs> eating babies, and it—it's—it's yes. it's alluding to it. There's not outright. And then when he talks about like you're 300 pounds on welfare, eating little debbies, if go to West Virginia, look up West Virginia population demographic, look it up. There are. So many white people in West Virginia and so few people of color. Also look up welfare recipients, West Virginia. You're going to see an over-fucking preponderance of white people that are on welfare. And this is for a lot of states. I'm not saying all states. What I'm saying is there is a lot of poor white people and there's a lot of poor black people. So saying that just fat people eating little Debbies is somehow bringing down the economy, it has nothing to do with what he's talking about. It's disingenuous. It's triggering. Um, it's false. It's it's dog whistles. Yeah. Um, and, and whatever. If you want to live your life like that and get angry at poor people, that's cool, man. You, you should beat up on poor people. They're pretty susceptible to getting beat up. But don't think they're all going to be black and brown people for a second more white people per capita are on welfare than brown people period end of story i'm not asking you just look up data dude luckily we have things called computers in the internet where you can just look at things you don't need to believe it i don't care if you fucking believe it you're wrong period you know it'd be a fun podcast i mean we'll do this one with fat west virginians is (laughs) no that would be Horrible. That'd be amazing, actually. Um, I would like to, at some point, talk about uh, conspiracy theories and uh, where they come from, and like, do you want to hear some rap? And I want them from both sides because I know both sides. Like, <laughs> there's only one side to the certain conspiracy. Theory. Of course, but also, like, I want to talk about old white ladies that don't eat GMOs and why they're so fucking stupid about that. I, or, you know what I mean? N- like, without knowing that we've been GMOing our food for 40 years? For, for at least. Okay. Um, you want to hear something great? I'll, yeah. I'll leave it at this. Yeah. 
there is a person that works where I work. I haven't seen her yet. And apparently she is a bootleg Dolly Parton. And she wears like (laughs) six inch heels, heels to work. And apparently, apparently, no bullshit, no hyperbole. She believes oxygen isn't real. The planet isn't spinning, which means flat earth. Sure. We're going chemtrails. We're going dog. We are in. And Just all I've it. all I've heard over the last like I've only worked there less than a week, and all I've heard all I've been saying is like I want to meet this person. Of course, you I do. need. We need her, and I'm gonna in be like studio. I'm gonna be like yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm gonna milk her for every fucking conspiracy. Look, you can look. Is there some shit going on behind the scenes? Of course there is. What are you a fucking idiot? Do you think that there's flying vampires releasing chemtrails and the earth isn't spinning and the moon's not? I want to hear it. I'm here for it. So I'm going to whiskey reel. I'm I'm, going to do my due diligence. Yeah. And I'm going to bring back only the tastiest of bits. I love that. I want all those. Right. And I'm not going to even say her name. The only thing I've ever read one time in my life that was conspiracy that actually I was sucked into well, it. Well, JFK was the original. You know, that's the original. Um there's a book called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. And such a pretentious fucking name, by the way. Dude, the the storylines that come out of that yeah. are jarring. Are they prescient? Are they prescient? Well, it's to not this they're day? prescient. They're like historic. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Do your conspiracies hold up? So you say a conspiracy... And it's connected to the JFK stuff. But you know what I mean? What I'm saying is, does your conspiracy 20 years later... Hold Still up? hold water. Yeah. These do. Uh, what are they? It was more like, oh, we have a South American drug lord that wants to be president, so let's get make him president, and we'll make a bunch of money off well, of it. Well, that's the CIA. That was Noriega. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but we that's will, political shit. And that's then you're like, like, oh, we gotta fly you over to Guatemala because we're gonna have a meeting with blah blah blah. That's and a, then, but the as CIA you're flying over all that shit. to Guatemala, you just shove them out of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> but see, in my mind, that's not conspiracy theory. That makes sense from a CIA standpoint. It's amazing. It's an amazing that's read. Chill. Yeah, it's that's really pretty cool. chill. Confessions of an Economic Hitman is pretty amazing stuff. That's rad. And it's pretty in-depth, cited. By the way, the raddest epitaph on a headstone. Oh, would be so cool. Would just be Economic Hitman. Just be Confessions of an Economic Hitman and yeah. leave it. Leave it. People would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> we always knew that fucking dude was weird. That'd be well, rad. I don't think we're full of wisdom this week, but we are full of shit. Yeah, we are great. full of shit. And, but but honestly, by the way, this has been one of my favorite episodes in a long time. But not full of shit, though. I've really enjoyed it. I don't think we're... As I have. I walked in here full of fucking salt and vinegar chips. Honestly, dude, when when I first walked out of the room with Blake, I could I saw your posture. My, de- de- my general <laughs> demeanor. Your demeanor was one of, all right... <laughs> I was just sitting on the couch for okay. 40 minutes going... I know. Okay. I know. I I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it. I know. I'm going to do it. I know. I was like, should I walk out? I'm not walking out. It's I've Blake's never fault. walked out of anything. It's Blake's fault. Is it Blake's fault? Well, he was late. I'm going to kill that little ginger fuck. I'll be there in 20 minutes. 
Ah, fuck. By me. the way, whenever Blake and says, he's big timing. Oh, by the way, I'm working. I know he's fucking going to Peru. I know he's on strike. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> Blake, we love you. Love you. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> <laughs>